You ready? <laughs> I'm Lindsay White. And I'm Kellyanne DiCarlo. <laughs> and we are so excited to welcome you to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. A nuanced conversation between two internet friends about high-profile public figures who affect our culture. A passion project that stemmed from our mutual distaste for the tabloid's unfair description of Meghan Markle's work ethic. A deeper look into the strategy that fills your feeds as we discuss current pop culture and royal news. As well as share our own experiences behind the scenes in the entertainment industry. We believe in the gray area. Let's get into it. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. I'm Kellyanne. And I'm Lindsay. We have a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. So thank you for coming back after our hiatus. I was away. I was living my best life in Italy. Let's get into yes, it. Yes, lots to say. Glad you're back. I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you had a great time in Italy. The best time. Everyone should travel abroad if they have the means to do it. Yes, 100%. Um, lots to talk about today. Um, everything from so many Megan sightings, so much news, to more news coming out of the Harry Court case, to the Met Ball is in May, your birthday's in May. What else is in May? The coronation yeah. is in May. Their coronation's in May. Their anniversary, uh, Megan Harry's anniversary's in May. Archie's birthday. Uh, May is a packed month, and I think we're like I think this is Megan's month. It's a poppin' month. I'll say that. A couple of things. Oh, and tonight's the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It is. It is. It's. AKA nerd prom, if anyone is familiar. <laughs> Basically, White House Correspondence Dinner is where all different um, people in the media, um, different news organizations come, and it's kind of like a place where a comedian is going to roast the president. They roast every news organization there, and it's just fun to be around their peers and all that kind of stuff. And then certain like celebrities come, like it's kind of random. Um, like um, Ariana and Lala were at From some Vanderpump, pre- I know. Yeah, I think it was like a CAA or a, a, a UTA they party. They went with the LA, last the LA Times. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, that's very interesting. So yeah, they're like opening up. Like last year, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson were there. So, you know, it's very- (gasps) That look was so good. I forgot about that. I know. I forgot. It's been a year since that. That was the first look that I was like, she's finding it. She's finding her style back. Oh, man. That was such a good- (sighs) Okay. Well, anyway, to the issue at hand. We're going to start with Harry's court case. We're going to make our way through all of the Megan news. And then we're going to wrap with the Met Ball. Sound like a plan? Plan. Okay. So first, a um, little background information on Harry's court case. Um, Harry is suing Murdoch's UK press arm for multiple unlawful acts allegedly committed from the mid-90s to 2016. Currently, what's happening is the NGN it's at the High Court in London is trying to get the case thrown out because their argument is that Harry should have brought it up sooner. And Harry's counter-argument to that is that his brother, William, settled like, quietly for a similar case in 2020. So there's only three years in between. So the argument that he should have brought it up sooner doesn't really hold because his brother settled for something very similar only three years ago. It's I didn't realize this when I was looking up the information about the case. They're not only trying to throw out his case, but they're also trying to throw out Hugh Grant's. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. I thought it was just Harry, but this is also sort of Harry showing up for both of them because they're trying to throw out both on the same grounds that he should have brought, they should have brought it sooner, should have acted sooner. There's a 31-page witness statement from Prince Harry, full of information. Um, most the most poignant being most recently is that William settled, Prince William settled a phone hacking claim against this UK press arm 
that is run by Rupert Murdoch um, after a secret deal in Buckingham Palace was struck about in or around like 2012, proving what um, Harry said in, I mean, in the Oprah interview in Spare in the docuseries about this agreement between the press and the royal family. And it proves that the settlement somewhat proves that it exists. Now, it's worth noting that KP Kensington Palace hasn't commented and will not comment. Harry has not revealed any of the details of the settlement, which I don't think he can legally. It's not his. No. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit of proving that this agreement does exist and there is one hand washing the other together. They wash the face sort of a situation. And NJN does deny that that agreement exists in any way, shape or form. And it also talks about how in around, in and around 2018, Harry tried to bring this to court earlier. And it was with the support of Queen Elizabeth II at the time. She supported the wording of the email. She supported the idea of the case going forward um, because it was a violation of this agreement, quote unquote, that was struck in 2012. She, he had the full support of the Queen and Charles summoned him directly to Buckingham Palace and he was told directly as a direct request from his father to drop the case because it would have an effect on his family, most notably the future queen consort, now queen consort, uh, Camilla. It would kind of get in the way of the media rehabilitation that they have put in place for Camilla over the, the, the past few years because the point of this agreement was to avoid the royal family having to go to the court and sit in a witness box and talk about intimate details of their life, a.k.a. Tampon Gate. Tampon yeah. Gate. <laughs> so, which is yes. ballsy to bring up Tampon Gate two weeks before the coronation, but go off, Harry. I know. I was like, dang. Yeah. So essentially, um, this direct request came through Edward Young, who's the former private secretary of Queen Elizabeth II, and Clive Alderton, private secretary to Prince Charles, aka, if you read Spare, one of them is the bee, one of them is the wasp, one of them is the fly. We're not sure which one, but those are those people. And essentially, uh, those multiple lawful acts would include things like intercepting voicemails, using private investigators, things like that. The reason this is a big deal, I think, is because the future William is the future head of state. He's he's the next King of England. Um, and having a King of England who has settled and made an agreement with Rupert Murdoch's UK press arm is a big deal. And if you think about it, I was thinking about this when I was like going over everything for this episode. William settled in 2020. That's when the Sussexes left. That's when the Oprah interview happened. That's when everything went crazy. The whole world went crazy. But the fact that I wonder how much this settlement played into their reason to sit down with Oprah, into their reason to really take this on, into Megan's reason for suing the Daily Mail. I just, I kind of put that together myself and I was like, huh, like I wonder how much of, we'll never know ex the details, but I found that really interesting. Yeah, I feel like they are, again, when this came out, I was like, there's still so much we do mm -hmm. not know. I'm just, I still get so surprised when I hear this stuff like this. Like, there's still stuff we do not know to the point where what they're saying, whether you like them or not, it's pretty. They're it's it's adding up. They are proving their point. I wouldn't put it past him if that was the case of reason why they both decided to sue. Is because well, if William was able to settle, why can't we? Right, exactly. So it's but but then again, it's like good for thee, not good for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that he has any control over that, but the timing is of course is pretty crazy because the coronation's on the sixth, which is in what a week and a half, a week? No, it's in a week. Wait, the coronation's on the, the yeah. sixth. Coronation's May sixth. So it's mm -hmm. a Saturday. I'm not going to be working. Oh, girl, see. <laughs> I thought I was going to be like I don't know why I thought this was gonna be during the the day or like are you a gonna weekday. watch it? I don't know. I know. 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess it's, it's a Saturday now. I may turn it on because I just, I mean, well, the thing is the only reason why it would, I would want to watch it is because I've never watched right. it because we were non-existent mm-hmm. when <laughs> the first one. Not, e- not even. Like my parents weren't, my mom wasn't even born yet. Okay. So I'm like, okay. I would just, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it just because of everything that's oh, yeah. obviously gone down and like, I totally but, agree with you. I'm yeah. in the same boat. I'm like, I don't, I don't have this like hatred for Charles, but I feel really indifferent, which is almost worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of feel like maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I might have it. I might DVR it and then watch it later. I love the British. It stinks because, and we've talked about this, like you and I both have like such a love for the history of London and and the history Mm -hmm. of the British royal family. It's part of the reason that we started being interested in all of this in the first place. And I think, you know, it's hard. I find when these things happen, it's like a hard thing to kind of figure out because I respect the history and I love the pomp and circumstance and I find it all really interesting, but also like knowing everything that's happened I don't it's it's hard it's really hard to sort of yeah I don't know I'll we'll see I think I really don't think I'll make a decision until the day of I know my mom will probably have it on the background so maybe I'll watch it like while it's on in the background um I think actually now that I'm looking at the date I think it's my nephew's birthday <laughs> so I might be oh. at a birthday party in which case I will definitely okay. be DVR, DVRing it because I won't be watching it live so yeah, yeah now that I yeah I didn't realize that before you know before but yeah it looks like um it's my nephew's birthday, so I probably won't be watching it live, actually. I'll probably just DVR it and watch it later and see. I'm interested. I was. Did you hear that Kate dropped a hint about what she was wearing? Yeah, no, they asked I didn't. her what she's wearing, and she's, they asked her if she was wearing blue. I don't. This is all very vague information. I don't remember exactly where it happened or whatever. You have to Google it for yourself. I don't know. But she – not you personally, Lindsay, like the people listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lindsay, you have to do your own research, okay? Um, <laughs> Got it. Um, but she said – somebody asked, are you wearing blue for the coronation? And she said – Said there'll be a hint of blue so i don't know what that means but yeah interesting, interesting. it's interesting because okay. normally they don't give any sort of i feel Details. like she's been doing that a lot lately like she there's a whole video of her talking about how diana's ring was never resized for her mm-hmm. yeah. i just saw I'm that like, she's doing a lot of a lot of chit chatting it is interesting. interesting oh my god i wrote metball on my notes and it looks like i wrote meatball but i didn't <laughs> Just a little bit about me. Okay, anyway. Um, so that's Harry's court case in a nutshell. I'm interested to see what happens. I doubt that that NGN will get it thrown out. There's there's no precedent, especially because William just settled three years ago for the same thing. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. So, okay. So Tuesday of last week, Megan appeared in a intro video for Misan Harmon and basically introducing him after his for his mm-hmm. TED Talk. So that was like the first sighting of her and that we've seen lately. And she looked stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Straight hair, middle part, like the glow was immaculate. Yeah. She looks amazing. I was shook. Shook. Then the next day, we get a sighting of Harry and Meghan with their Archwell team at the Lakers game. This was so exciting because this was kind of like out for a purpose. They're out with their team. They're not just by themselves. They're in a box. They weren't courtside. And so it was kind of like a team out, night out type thing. And Megan is a LA girl. So this is not new to her. Like, I don't know. People like to point her as like, oh, they moved to L- or they came to California or they came to LA. I'm like, she's from there. Like, and that's rare. Like there's people that are from, from there that, you know, are born and raised and they're people that move there to become something. It's she like a 90-10 ratio too. Like 10% of the people who are yes. famous in LA are born there and the rest 
moved there from somewhere else. It was just really cute to see them out and like having fun. I used to go to the games when I was there. So it was, it felt really cool to see them there having fun. And then the news broke. Miss Girl has been signed to WME, which is William Morris Endeavor, one of the oldest talent agencies it's like in old the money. world. It's like old money agency. Yeah. Like Elvis Presley was a client, Mar- Marilyn Monroe. So you get the gist. It's been around for a very, very long time. When I used to live in LA, William & Morris is just William & Morris. And they did a merger with Endeavor, which is Ari Emanuel, who is pretty much the reason why Entourage exists. Um, if you were familiar with that show, he's kind of like the big Hollywood agent of like the 90s in like the early 2000s. That's how he became famous. WME um, is top. And then there's CAA, that's tier two. And then there's UTA, which is tier three. All great mm-hmm. agencies. I'm just trying to give people a framework. What makes this so great is now she has a team of people that are going to be orchestrating all of her deals, all of her speaking engagements. There are people that are going to be protecting her a way that the palace was not able did, to when do. When you were in LA, did you have an agent? Yeah, I did too. Yes. I have an agent right now. But it's, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's like, it's, yeah. it's so great to have someone in your corner whose only job is to advocate for you. Yes. And this is not something that you go out, like, yes, people go out and seek representation, but there, it has to be an incentive for them to want to represent you. So it's more of, they want you more than you want them. They don't make money unless you make money. This is more, she was probably courted for a very long time. So this is huge, 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 huge. These people are, um, they represent The Rock, uh, Serena Williams, Oprah, every, everyone Affleck. you can think of, like major A, yes, major A-list um, celebrities. And this is just wonderful for her. Um, and I'm excited because, you know, truly believe the TIG is coming back because they're going to be, I believe they're going to be heading all those deals up and so, so excited. I was screaming when yeah, I heard Yeah, I think news. we I both like, had similar feelings yes. about it because it's like as, as people – as actors and as dancers and singers and whatever, like you, it's, it's a really good thing to have an agent and you don't need one by any means, but with the caliber and the level of work and the, and the level of partnerships that she's no doubt courting, having a middleman, having somebody to handle the logistics, it's just a smarter use of her time. It's like work smarter, not harder. It just makes more sense. And they're repping her and they're also repping um, Archwell, the company Archwell, including the film and television sector and the audio sector. So that um, that means, you know, people were asking me like, how, what does this mean for their philanthropy, et cetera? Like there's a lot of logistics that go into somebody speaking somewhere. You have to handle their travel. You have to handle their accommodations. You have to handle their speaker fee. Um, that will all now be delegated to this agency whose only job is to get her everything situated and taken care of for her. It's also, if something goes wrong, that's the people that they call. You don't call the venue. You don't call the team. You call the agent because that acts as a middleman. Yes. Um, and a couple of people asked me, like, what does this mean for Netflix? What does this mean for Spotify? It basically just means that in contract negotiations, Megan and Harry no longer have to show up. When I had my agent, um, any deal or any job I was on, like they were there to negotiate the rate. She needs that type of like representation. I'm surprised that it took her this long. Obviously, they're doing a lot of stuff behind the radar. So I'm sure it has taken time to figure out like how they're going to like put things out and when they're going to put things out. If she came out and had like all the stuff right, right in the beginning, it wouldn't have not, I don't know if it would have landed. She would have ended up doing stuff that wasn't probably true to her. And I don't think she would ever have well, done it, but you know. 
I you just never know. The queen being alive played a part in it too, because I think I think yes, they were sort exactly. of unsure what the future held. Um, and now that the queen has passed away, you know, it's very clear where the monarchy is going, what and what place the Sussexes hold in it or don't rather. It's very clear that they, there's been a shift within both of them. I mean, Harry released Spare. They released the docuseries. You know, Meghan is now signed with WME. Archwell is now signed with WME. It's very clear that uh, I posted this on my Instagram story, but the family said to them, you need to be all in or all out. And it's very clear they are all out. Yes. Like, they say, like, what's the phrase go all out? I'm like, add a new meaning to the phrase go all out. I want to also make sure we say that um, the, the things that the agency will be taking care of is more more so brand partnerships, contract negotiations for Archwell Audio and Archwell Productions, like I said, but that acting will not be an area of focus at all. So everybody's saying she's going back to acting. Yeah. No, she's not. No. Yeah. You know, she's also repped um, by um, Harry Walker Agency, which is they rep um, the Clintons, uh, Serena Williams, Tom Brady. They're basically just a booker for speaking engagements. So if she, if they people or companies or whoever um, want to book her for a event, then they will book through them. And I'm pretty sure they will work in tandem with um, yeah, 100%. WME. I also think it's going to be interesting because I agree with you about the tech. I think having an agency now that can negotiate brand partnerships and stuff, I think that's that's like a huge sign that I think the tech is coming back. It's like going to be like the group yeah. type. And they'll get her like really stuff. great appearances like the Met Ball, which I'm still holding on to. I still think she's going. Like the Met Ball. And this also includes um like award shows. If there was like a charitable or like Lifetime Achievement Award that they would want Megan to present at or Harry to present at under the, the guise of Archwell, then they would go to this agency and negotiate the terms of their appearance, whatever. Like I can say from my own experience, like when I booked the tour of Cats, my agent negotiated my salary. He negotiated my accommodations. He negotiated my travel. He negotiated my per diem. He negotiated a pay bump if I went on for the roles that I was understudying, like he took care of all of that so that I could focus on leaving in 10 days for the project. Um, I, it was something that I figured would happen inevitably if the relationship with the family didn't turn around. And I'm really proud of her. And this agency is elite. Yeah. I mean, I remember I've had, I was with two different agencies throughout my career. My first agent, Pat, I remember I booked this, like a friend of mine, um, my friend, James David, who's a singer who lives in, in uh, New York was trying to get people or like me and someone else to get do this like random like commercial for like the tourism of like South Carolina <laughs> or something. I don't even know if we were getting that much money, but it was like, it was really low rate and I sent it and I was still very new. I had just gotten signed and I sent it to Pat. I was like, Hey, I don't really know what this is, but this is like what they're asking. And so I didn't know what he negotiated until I showed up and I saw my rate and I, he, he negotiated me like at least five hundred dollars yeah. more than what I was getting. It does not hurt yeah. to have an agent, and especially like as as grows and stuff. It's 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 almost like ease of usability. Like you know, if Harry and Meghan were going, or like their team were going to the agencies to talk, like it just doesn't make any sense. Like agencies should talk to agencies, and and that's easier, you know. And also, yeah. like I said, it's like work smarter, not harder. Like now they have more time to focus on projects or or their kids. You know what I mean? So it's it's just it's a very smart choice. They have a an ability now to really like step into what they're doing. You know, they said they were gonna be a brand archetype for her, making sure the things that she's doing is true to her. So it's gonna be leaning into a lot of like a women's centric stuff, probably small business type things and women equality, all that kind of stuff that she's already been doing pretty yeah. much her entire career. She's gonna have 
some people behind her that get her vision and get what she's trying to do. And one of her agents, apparently, mm-hmm. Jill Smolder. Jill Smolder. Is Smolder, sorry. Jill Smolder is one of her kids' godmother. That yes. is the rumor. Just and a little I think, you know, Harry there. has Invictus. He has his thing. And I don't think she yes. hasn't – she yes. did have a thing and it was the TIG and she loved that. But I think like, you know, coming out of it, like she has Archwell, but that's theirs together, you know? And I think mm-hmm. not that they don't have individual projects within that, but like Harry's big thing is Invictus. And big thing, he's like a huge investor in BetterHelp. Like Harry's got his stuff. So this is a great way for her to have her own side of things and and own ventures that she can focus on that are just hers, you know, because ultimately like yeah. before she started dating Prince Harry, she wasn't this like A++++ JLo level of a celebrity. So like she got a lot of her notoriety from marrying into the royal family. And I don't say that with negative context. I say it because it's true. And like I knew who she was because right. I loved her. People who, who watched Suits knew who she was. People who paid attention to the mm-hmm. UN women, people who, people who followed her blog, they all knew who she was. But her fan base was kind of niche before she married into the royal family. So like this is a great way for her to sort of build her own ventures and build her own name without it being attached to her right. husband, which is, I think, in my opinion, a very good thing. I believe this entire week was extremely strategic. And I'm not saying that they have invented this, but anytime we see them once, prepare to see them two more times yep. in the same week or something's coming up. And um, I think it's very smart. You see them and then you don't see them. Once I believe she starts doing what she's going to be doing, I think we're going to be seeing more of her, hopefully doing more meaningful stuff. Not like she wasn't doing that already, but we're not seeing her pap walk no. all the time. You know, going to the grocery store. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, every time we do see them in sort of a um, walk scenario, or like even like the Lakers game, like they knew they were going to be seen. Yeah. She was wearing a suit, like a shorts suit with heels. Like she knew she was going to be in front of people. Anytime you see them, mm-hmm. it's because there's either news coming out. I think the 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 TED talk and the Lakers game was connected to Harry's court case information about Williams' payout. And then like, but then there were times where they like, for example, like Harry was at the at James Corden's last show. He was never on camera. He was yes, in the audience. Which he, no, yeah. He, yeah, he was in the audience. And like, there's chatter on Twitter, people that were at the mm-hmm. last taping. And um, basically just, he was so nice. There was no security around. He was like talking to James's yeah. parents. He, he was just, you know, normal. I watched the last episode of the James Corden show just because I was on it. And then I have friends, my friend, Ava, Ava and Maude are the was the, like the resident um, the choreographers for the show, and so I talked to her the other day, and um, she was like, "Oh, it's ending." She's like, "Yeah, I mean, it sucks because like you know the business is you know it's it's your jobs are gig by gig, and a show that's long running like that, it's it's always you always have the back of your mind." it could get canceled or, you know, so I always think about the crew and people that have been showing up on that lot for years. And, you know, like when you're, when you have a stable job, like I have friends who've been on Broadway shows that I've been on forever and like I have friends on the Wicked tour right now and that tour is going forever. Like it's, you know, and there's like in this very unstable business as a performer, it, it feels nice to have that stability in a job. And I'm sure that the dancers on the Corden show feel that way too. And like the choreographers on the Corden show feel that way too. It's like you kind of, then you have to like start over. And it's, it's probably the most unglamorous thing about the business is that every job that you have, no matter how glamorous it is, it always ends. Yeah. You can tell that there's like a real family there. And I know he got a lot of flack and stuff and about, you know, him being a diva and like all the press that came out about him and stuff. And that's unfortunate, but I don't, you know, 
discredit him. I think people just have their bad days and maybe he is a diva, but I don't know. I'm not phased by that by that stuff because I've been around a lot of that and you just learn to deal with it. And yes, it's not great, yeah. but I wanted go to in say and get your check. Though, you talked about how um, a lot of their appearances and stuff happen in threes. It reminds me it's not the same, but it also because my entire Explorer page right now is the Eras tour. It's very Taylor Swift. They're literally yes. learning the art of the Easter egg in terms of you see her once, you're going to see her two more times, and then you won't see her for a while. See her once, see her two more times, and then you won't see her for a while. It's really smart and it cultivates an audience. <laughs> Sorry. I have the, is this picture on Twitter? It's a picture of Sean Mendez okay. with some friends. One friend is barefoot. Like they look <laughs> a mess. And then there's another picture of Taylor Swift with like the Haim sisters and, and they said no! West Side Story. <laughs> Wait, I love that picture of Taylor walking outside with all of her female friends and they're all dressed for different climates. Everyone's like, what was the weather? <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Speaking of eras, I went to the concert. Yes. Everybody that I see of your friend, I'm like, damn, she's Fabulous. good. Like she's good. She's so yeah, good. Tori killed it. Yeah, they all did. And it's cool. Like I got to see her before the show that morning and she's just she's like this is like the easiest job in terms of like stress because they fly out on a Thursday and get there for their Friday Saturday show, I mean um, Friday Saturday Sunday show, which is and crazy they go back because home. the set list changes every week. Yeah, it's it well her acoustic changes. It's that's what changes the the actual show itself. Oh, like I think her solo maybe stuff changes. She said, "Okay, yes." I was like, yeah, the "Dang, they're learning these change. things every week." I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah, no, that would be stress. I was like, "Wow, that okay, would be stress." <laughs> so funny because um, one of I have some friends that are on tour with oh, cool. Janet Jackson right now, and Gil is her. Gil is her choreographer, has been her choreographer forever. And he posted yesterday. So we just sprung, we're changing this entire number like mm -hmm. right before we went on. Sorry, guys. Yep. Thanks for being professionals. I'm like, uh, yep. Yep. I had to learn the entire number for um, when, well, twice actually for Jonas Brothers and like Tiana Taylor tech rehearsal. I had to learn that. And we filmed oh, yeah. literally I mean, an hour I, later. The times on the cat store that uh, there would be people, especially with COVID, like that there would be like every swing on the planet was on and they were, some of them were split tracking, like shout out to cats, like that tour, they're monsters. They're so good. But like they, like the amount of times that people were playing multiple parts, every night the show is different because so-and-so was in quarantine for so long and then they were coming back until Tuesday. Like it's, dancers are superheroes. I mean, even like with Radio City, like the amount of times yeah. that those, like the swings and the Rockettes, like. Have how many tracks they have to learn like for precision dance like it's so impressive yeah i couldn't be i mean i was asked to be a swing for britney's she was doing a second vegas show before they canceled it and they asked me if i would be interested in being a swing i was like sure being a swing is hard as heck you have to know everyone's part be ready to and go on any second track, which means so, like half the show you do one person's part second half the show you do another person's part yes. sometimes you jump in in one person's part in a different scene it's hard. Yes. And like sometimes, like especially if you're on tour, if you're on if you're swing on tour, you don't go on tour with the rest of the cast. So sometimes they will bring you in so you don't get rusty. And so they'll have someone sit out for a couple shows so you can like get it That's what back we call into a your body. Swing out in and, this. Yes. So anyway, yeah. sorry, I know we're going on a tangent. I we were just, talking about Easter eggs. And if I could just bring this back to my point yes. and my argument that Megan is going to the netball. There was a an, an article from Hello Magazine talking about Megan's affinity for Oscar de la Renta. 
And for those of you who don't know, Oscar De La Renta dressed her for the uh, Australia tour, dressed her mom for her wedding. Doria wore Oscar De La Renta, De La Renta to Meghan and Harry's wedding. Randomly, on the 27th of April, came out with an article about how much Oscar De La Renta loves Meghan Markle. If anybody doesn't know, the mm-hmm. Met Ballot, the Met Gala is uh, May 1st. But I think we're going to see her. No designers just like, hey, by the way, out of nowhere, I really love Florence Pugh. Like, what? Why? Like, it's so weird. Okay. I'm only skeptical. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to get overly hyped about something. I am sensitive to the notion of what is going to be said leading up to the coronation as like, oh, she can't come to the coronation if she can go to the Met Ball. True. I'm thinking that she's mindful of what is going to be said leading up. That's my only hesitation of saying that she may not be going this year. Next year, game on. Like, for sure. I'm just holding my tongue until, and then I will come on. If you are correct, I will come on and say, That's going to be the title of correct. the episode. Kellyanne, and you are I- correct. If I'm right, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> oh, wait. Somebody wants to know. Need a listener question. Somebody wanted to know if you had a glass uh-huh. of Tignanello in in its homeland when you were in Italy. I did not. I didn't really have that much wine. Y'all, I've been dealing with a lot of health issues. I'm actually having a procedure in a couple weeks and um, I'm having a lot of stomach problems. So I did not have that much alcohol or any at all. I barely even got to eat, but I wish my friend saw it and she took a picture of it for me when um, mm-hmm. I was flying there because they were somewhere um, drinking it. I was like, oh my God, they had it on tap. Wow. I'm like, wow, what a dream. I was like, wow. I think that if the oh, TIG wow, comes wow. out, comes back, they're going to, she's going to name it something else. I do. You I think, think that the TIG is like, it's like very pre-Royal Megan. And I think like if she, if it comes back, it'll be called something else. I don't know what, but I think it'll be called something else. Um, I want, I want to know what her strategy was with her outfit because oh. at the Laker game, because, um, what she wore, um, the intro video at the TED talk was like this blush color mm-hmm. and then she wore a similar mm-hmm. And then that picture that they used to announce had that pink hue as well mm. from the variety. I'm just saying, she's mm-hmm. a smart girl. Well, she's a smart girl. And and this is what and I think about. She starts when a new I, chapter. She wears blush a lot. Yeah, yeah she, she wore, wore blush like after her wedding. Engagements in a row after she married Prince Harry, and it comes from it's like an ode to Rachel Zane because when Rachel Zane started dating Mike, Ro- Mike Ross in the show. They dressed her in pink a lot. Just saying. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. And I, it's very Stunning. clear that she has invested in a lighting setup, which is great. Yeah. Or she did it in a studio. The background she could like have done the, it in a studio. looks like her house. The color palette looks, it looks like her home. I mean, it could be a studio. Did they build a studio for her podcast? Yeah, they there? did. But that I was like it, the, the photos that we have of her in a studio. It's different. It's different color woodwork. But regardless, her mm-hmm. lighting setup looks great. And that's smart. I mean, if she's going to do a lot of these. And it could be at the art. It could be at oh, the actual true. offices too. That we still don't know that's that true. what that I didn't looks think about like that. that's inside. True. Oh, there's, <laughs> I also want to debunk something for a sec. There's an Archwell Instagram account going around. Guys, that's not real. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think it's real, guys. And people have been sending it yeah. me it. And yes, it looks they have like obviously the link tree and all that stuff, but I all don't think all of the captions are like very legit. They, they look really good, but like it's all from the it's website. All from the website. Also, it's not verified and it's not a it's not a business no. account. And and nobody that, that no. they're close with follows it. No, and I think with if they're going to come on Instagram, they're, they they it's not that hard to get a verified account no. if you're a public person or a a organization. I, so 
they, especially when they went, when they parted from the Kensington Palace's Instagram and got their own, yeah, verified Agreed. immediately. So it's that is to me that's the dead giveaway that it's not real. It's that easy. And if it was real, it would be on every news article. Like they're back on Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say it would on be their to website, their actual website, and it's not. I think that they would start, this is just like my branding brain, but I think that they would start with, you know how companies post like six photos in a row and it makes a photo, it makes a picture. I think they'll start with that, that will make a logo. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do if I was running the arch. Nobody asked me. Yeah. But if I was running the arch on Instagram, that's how I would start it. And then like a one word caption, no hashtags, that's what I would do. I don't know. I also think I I have a weird feeling that when they do launch an Archwell Instagram, the branding might get a little bit of a, a turn up. A little not, bit. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I don't know if they'll yeah. redo the whole thing, but I think that um, when it does join Instagram, there will be a little bit of a, a little bit of an uptick in the branding. Yeah, and there's a Instagram that people think it's Megan that it just says Megan, and there's a, a thing of flowers um, as the profile picture, and there's no post, no nothing yet, but like so many people that I know follow it thinking it's it's her because it's oh, just says Megan. They will be working with Instagram and Facebook v- or like Meta very carefully to launch if she does come back. Like and it will be verified. It will come like you won't be able to search yeah, it. There's prior. there's back end things. Just like just like you weren't yeah, just like you weren't able to know that Prince Harry had yeah, a there's private Instagram account. Like that, that protect public figures who don't want to be public on their platforms. That's that's just our this that's just our mm-hmm. like stick about it because I don't think it's real. So people I also keep think asking, this is just not. a prediction talking about um WME. I feel like she might be the face of a brand. I feel like she might be the face of Dior. I think that's oh, I think that's in the works for the next few years. I think she'll be the face of Dior. That would be incredible. And I feel like if she's a face of anything, I feel like it's going to have to be tied into some sort of chair charitable thing. Like something. I don't know what it is, but partnering with someone and, you know, because, you know, people can think of it as, oh, it's just a vanity thing for her to kind of still remain in her little like. I don't know. I also think, I also think that now that they have clearly chosen Elaine, that they are out. I wonder if people will be as critical. I think people, there will be people always who are super critical. But I'm wondering outside Always, of like yeah. the UK press if people will be as critical of her because they are fully out now. Like they're just kind of not engaged. Like I think her not going to the coronation yeah. was her being like, I'm good. See ya. No worries. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we didn't talk about the letter. Uh, background information. It came out recently <laughs> that Charles wrote her, Megan, a letter post Oprah interview. Basically, I'm giving cliff notes here, but basically – expressing his disappointment that they took such a public avenue to air their grievances, even though they tried to air their grievances and kind of hit dead ends left and right. But okay. Um, essentially, yeah. So so it came out that he wrote her a letter. She wrote him back. Both letters were very cordial. There was no like anger. It was just sort of like, we are very clearly seeing this a different way, you know, and that's what I would, that's what I took from it. And then it was sort of like framed as if she was going to leak the, le- like, it was just very bizarre. And she released a great statement. Let me pull it up really fast. And also this article was talking about how whoever reporter has, Mm -hmm. they have this letter. Like they know who this person is that said the comments about Archie's skin color. 
So I I think it's a matter of time when that's going to get released. I agree. At least it's not from them. It's going to be from a third party source. Yeah, I totally source. agree with you. I think that's, that's kind of a matter of time and it's going to come out eventually. We know it's a senior royal, which leads me – there's only a certain amount of people it can be. And it's not Charles. There's because, only a certain yeah, amount of people it can Charles. be. So, um, but Megan came out with a statement right away via Sussex spokesperson that said – the Duchess of Sussex is going about her life in the present, not thinking about correspondence from two years ago related to conversations from four years ago. Any suggestion otherwise is false and frankly ridiculous. We encourage tabloid media and various royal correspondents to stop the exhausting circus that they alone are creating. It very much said, you're obsessed with me. Stop talking about me. It made them look really stupid. Yeah. I laughed. And I laughed out loud. I was like, you guys really look did. idiots. And I heard that Buckingham Palace or Kensington Palace have gotten their was about to get their lawyers they, involved they did as well. Send letters. Yeah, both because Harry and Meghan like, and Clarence yeah. House sent these letters to the publisher, being like, "Stop." Yeah, like, and so that tells me that this was not. I'm like, first of all, how did they get the letter or whatever? That's 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 what's tricky to me. But then again, it's not Charles, and I never really thought it was Charles because Agreed. I think he's smarter than that. I thought that was. Very much like she said, how many times am I going to have to make y'all yeah, look dumb? Yeah, it was really like why are, it was. It literally felt like um, what's that line in, in Mean Girls when she's like, "It's not my fault you're like in love with me or something." Like it's it's literally like yeah, it was like that. Well, and then people's argument, the counter arguments, like, well, you've been living in the past by doing this Netflix thing. I'm like, well, that's that was mm-hmm. in the works for a while. That was them telling their side of the story since they haven't been able to actually say anything post Oprah. Oprah was the only time that they actually talked and say, same with the Netflix. So, and obviously yes, Harry's book, but a lot of that stuff was Harry. So her being dragged yeah. into this is And people don't absolutely realize like, ridiculous. books take time. To de- so like th- what we're seeing when we see it, it's the release date. It's not when they're actually processing all of this. Harry's book, I would argue probably took over a year to publish and to write and to sequence and, and to edit. There's there's tons of edits that it goes through. It's a very time-consuming process. Docu-series, same thing. You have to film the whole thing. Then you have to edit the whole thing. Like it's, when we're seeing it, it's months after they've processed it, gone through it. They've all moved on. I think it's interesting that everyone's sort of being like, why can't she stop talking about it? And be like, well, she's actually not. She talked about this months ago. It's being released now. And in my opinion, I do kind of wish they would take they would take the like um not foresight. Yeah, I guess foresight's the word. I wish they had a little bit more foresight into when things were being released and how it would play out. But I think at this point we are at the point where they're not going to talk about this anymore. She's signed with WME. He's d- pursuing his court case. If anyone's talking about it, it's, it's Harry, and it comes from a place of wanting the media in his home country to be more responsible for what they say. You can't fault him for that. The only reason that people are are upset with him about it is because it's immediately reactively taken as a slight against his family, when in reality what he's trying to do is he's trying to change the media landscape in the UK. And ultimately, that's what he'll be remembered yes. for. But right now, we're in a little bit of a rough spot. Um, so the Met, if y'all don't know, is the Metropolitan Museum. It's a fundraiser for that to raise money for the Costume Institute. And each year is a theme, and this year is a theme was a tribute to Carl Lagerfeld. So... Um, there are going to be a lot of designers um, pl- playing a homage and doing their rendition of maybe some of his classic pieces or something. Um, and it always happens on the 1st of May, except last year. <laughs> it happened twice because <laughs> of COVID and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's a really cool exhibit. Um, I've never actually gotten to go to the exhibit. I think I'll be able to when I'm in New York. 
um, in the next coming weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be really cool. And yeah, it's a star-studded event. Um, unfortunately, my queen, Blake Can't Lively, will not Cannot be in attendance. So that dress last year, the petite, like that, um, the, um, she was the Statue of Liberty and no, yeah, she was kind of like the Statue of Liberty and it was like patinaed and like, mm-hmm. all, ugh, it's stunning, which I didn't know that the Statue of, Statue of Liberty was originally yeah. bronze and mm-hmm. it just patinaed over Isn't time. Cool? And I was like, I wish I so saw cool. it when it was bronze. Um, That's so cool. So cool. I know, but yeah, so she's not going, but we have some confirmed guests, Kim Kardashian, even though it was said by page six several times that she was uninvited, but she gave us a little giveaway that she was at the Karl Lagerfeld, I think his like penthouse yeah, or something with his Yeah, a lot of people wear, wear, will wear his stuff, but they'll also wear designers that he designed for. So like Chanel, Fendi, uh, Belmain. Yes. Um, so we'll see a lot of that as well. Um, yes. It's going to be very interesting. I, yeah, I know Kim Kardashian's going, Florence Pugh is going, um, Paris Hilton's going. Paris Hilton. Um, 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 Kendall Jenner will be there. Yep. Priyanka uh, Chopra. Who else? Who else? Who else? Penelope Cruz. Roger Federer is co-chairing the event, which I didn't know. So that'd be cool. So it's just a really, you know, it's a very sceny event yeah. for sure. I always watch it. I always watch it live. Um, oh yeah. It's so cool. Live stream. And you see what everybody wore. And, I mean, that's all I know right now. And I think they've been kind of been hush hush. But if y'all want to like if y'all are really into this kind of stuff or behind the scenes, there's a really good documentary. It's called The mm-hmm. First Monday in May. And it's um, kind of like the lead up to the Met and how it, you know, the production of it. And that was this particular, that documentary was one when it was like um, mm-hmm. the China looking mm-hmm. glass year. Um, it was the year that Rihanna wore that insane mustard yes, cape yes. coat. And so just them planning about – it's a really good documentary. So I really suggest you watching it. I think we'll see a lot – I have a weird feeling we're going to see a lot of like 90s supermodels. I think we'll see Kate Moss. I think we'll see uh, Cindy mm-hmm. Crawford. I think we'll see Naomi Campbell. I think maybe Linda Evangelista. A lot of people – he worked with Cara Delevingne. He's worked with a lot of people. Um, Florence Pugh's going. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Kristen, oh, that's Stewart. Right. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Pretty short. I would, wouldn't be surprised that – I wonder if Margot Robbie would be there since she's been yeah. Sh- Chanel. Yeah, Gray. I think – Last year, people were complaining that there was too many like – TikToker. I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm a Me little too. bit of an I, and old Addison Ray got crucified when she and went, I'm, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. And I mean, I get it because there, there was. I mean, I'm pretty sure Britney Spears mm-hmm. went to the Met when she was younger, and like all, you know, people have to, you know, there's. But I think the old school way of like coming right. up is no longer. Yeah. So now you have these random people that no one knows who who they are, and I'm. I know people are against gate gatekeepers and i'm sort of like mm, i don't know still have some, there's gotta be a standard sort of I think, like um, you know who i'd love to see yes i'd love to see apple martin who and i think dakota will be there my girl dakota mm. dakota johnson will be there yeah oh yeah she probably I think will be, be there, there and i think i really hope apple martin like shows up i'm ready for an apple martin 
moment. I think it will be mm-hmm. very interesting to see who shows up, especially when like they were trying to tighten up the guest list. So maybe the TikTokers aren't coming this year. I don't yeah, know. I mean, no shade to anyone. Like truly, like you know, it's things are different, and I'm just still stuck in <laughs> yes, the past. Yes, I feel that. I feel that deeply. It's going to be interesting though because I think a lot of people were really disappointed. That it was he was the theme this year because he's a little bit of a controversial figure. He made some disparaging he statements is. that sort of cast criticism on the Me Too movement. I know Jamila Jamil was very disappointed in the fact that he was the focus for this year. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I just wanted to also acknowledge that point of view as well that there are some people who are pretty upset that he is the the focus of this yeah i know there's a lot of people in like in new york so i think that's an indication yeah you can usually tell going usually tell well if you liked what you heard this episode you can follow us on apple spotify amazon music and if you want to follow the show on instagram we're at she wakes up at 5 a.m podcast on instagram and i think that's everything for this episode glad to be back we missed you guys we're so excited to be more consistent. Woo-hoo. Oh, uh, P.S. Yes. I got a job. Want to say that over here too? I have it. Woo, I have it yes, she got a job. Is, I booked a show, so I'll be podcasting hopefully from a different location over the summer, which will be fun. Yes, yeah, we're we love that. We're booked. Um, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being with us this week. Follow us on Instagram at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. Podcast. And if you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to rate and subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. Special thanks to Red Brandt for our theme song. Be sure to find more of his work on Instagram at R-E-D-D-B-R-A-N-D-T. See you next time.